Welcome to the Jazz Notes Podcast. I am your host, James Stratton, and tonight we are going to go over the game between the Utah Jazz and the Golden State Warriors. Jazz come in 11-4, and Warriors come in 8-7, and and um, if you didn't know, the Jazz are on a seven-game winning streak, you probably know by now, and apparently we're not a good team, so whatever. <laughs> Let's not start off so negative. So anyway, so I went to watch the game at a friend's house tonight. Shout out to Jordan for inviting me over. Um, a little bit late uh, due to helping the parents out earlier that day. And also with the snow going on until you hit Salt Lake City and then the snow pretty much died down. So kind of longer to get down there so he paused the game for me by the time we got there by the time I got there it was about three minutes late tip off tip off was like 10 minutes prior to us getting there so we did weren't too too far behind but um we had some technical difficulties once we hit play so I'll let you know what was going on uh we, we're uh just pretty much getting our kids to you know have fun with each other. They're all about the same age. Um, So we pretty much did it, you know, got together so we can watch the game, but also so they can play with each other. So uh, there's more watching the kids than I was watching the jazz game at points. So I will do my best for this game. So let's get into it. So the first quarter, the jazz start off on fire, uh, 14 to zero, uh, you know, they they were four for four, I believe. Um, maybe they were four for five, and they were just on fire. There's there's four three pointers hit, and uh, a very lucky Rudy Gobert layup. It was like a flail layup that I hate, but it went in. So whatever. Uh, Jazz on fire. I believe they started nineteen to two, but we'll get into that here soon. Warriors can't buy a bucket at all, and. And a lot of it's thankfully to the Jazz defense. They're not letting him get them those open shots, and especially not letting Curry get hot early as well. And because the game paused, once we hit this point, like the recording glitched or whatnot, and it and it caught us up to the game, which had about a minute left into the first quarter with the Jazz being up. 38 to 28. So that was pretty much the bulk of the quarter where we saw the Warriors, you know, maintain being behind, actually caught up a little bit and pretty much missed the main part of the game of the actual game because if you see the score now it wasn't as bad as it was now if you didn't see the game. Um so let's get into a minute left into the first quarter now. Beautiful defense by Clarkson. He gets a steal and a fast break, big dunk on the other end. He was just going a little too fast, and he almost fell off the <laughs> the rim. So he had to hold on tight and, and use the momentum to come back and get off of it. And that was pretty much my only notes for the rest of the <laughs> quarter. The Jazz are up uh, 39-30. to 30. So no more glitching. We're caught up. So let's get into the second quarter. The threes definitely not dropping this quarter from what I was used to at the first like two minutes. They're missing all of them so far. Defense, however, is still very impressive, making the Warriors turn over and make costly mistakes and very contested shots or shots that you know that they don't want to take. Like 
at times Jazz aren't even guarding the player and he misses the wide open three. I don't know much about a lot of the Warriors players. I haven't watched them at all this season besides knowing how deadly uh, Curry is and how deadly uh, Green is on defense and uh, at that pretty much a free throw jump shot line. So that's all I know about the Warriors and that's pretty sad to say. Uh, but anyways, they, they can't buy a bucket at points too, but it, it's a back and forth game early into this quarter. It's staying around 10 points for the Jazz lead. Finally, a Conley three after the Jazz missed like their first shot, first five threes in the quarter. So kind of broke the streak on that. The Jazz are very smothering on defense. Uh, again, just that's pretty much the hammer point making up the lack of consistency on the offensive end this quarter halfway through it the jazz are up 57 to 39 so we only allowed nine points in that first six minutes of play very happy with that bogey is not feeling it at this point in the quarter i can't say for the whole game because i haven't really seen much of him but uh, at points he is forcing up his shot um, I think Royce O'Neal was wide open and for that extra pass. And he, he hit like two of two at the very first. So I don't know if he fell off on consistency as well. But he did force up that three-pointer. He had a hand in his face. He missed it. And he just needs to remember that, especially when he's kind of struggling at this point in the game, to make that extra pass to the open man. Our second or third option, Donovan Mitchell... Wakes up on offense. Well, you know, and two great drives, and he and at times he kicks over into the right open man. So that was a big mistake at the very beginning of the season, and also what he was doing a lot during last season as well. He would get into uh, kind of a rhythm where he put his head down, drive to the basket, and by the time his head's up, three defenders are on him, and he's already up midway for a layup. And it just looks ugly. Um, he has done a lot better, especially after that Knicks game, of keeping his head up. And he did it very well during that Portland Trail Blazers first game. And uh, he buckled down and did it on the third game as well. Um, he, he seemed like he wanted to take too much control in that second game loss to the Timberwolves. And um, But he, the, especially during the streak, he has kept his head up. And did that pass out, and usually he'll either find the open man right away, and the he'll shoot it and make it or miss it, or the open man will see that the defend or the a defender would peel off and go on him, and then he'd pass it right away to the the defender or to the player that the defender just previously uh, peeled off of. So just a lot better uh, overall, just distribution of the basketball when it comes to Donovan Mitchell and I'm pretty sure he's picked up a lot of that from Conley and from Rubio in the past years of how to distribute the ball how to keep his head up um, that's why it would have been nice to get um, Chris Paul because I think Chris Paul was a very good early mentor towards him uh, especially getting him to join the NBA because who knows who we where he would be now if he sticked with Louisville for one year but hey Maybe you Louisville fans would have liked that. And uh, so Mitchell ends the, the half great 
with the almost buzzer, buzzer beater three. Uh, it pretty much made Bogey walk off the court. There was 0.2 seconds left. And Bogey was like halfway through the tunnel. And they had to grab him. And it's like, hey, hey, we had to, they had to inbound it. I'm pretty sure they would have like, they could have done a delay of game. But the rest were pretty lenient on that. Mainly because the Jazz are up 77 to 47. I think if it was a close game, they probably would have assessed a technical or made the made a delay of game warning or whatnot so the jazz score 38 points and uh, the warriors only score 17 so again very very good defensive showing that really ended up being our offense as well so let's get into after the half third quarter the quarter starts off just matching each other on basses again kind of seems the same way as the second corner the Jazz are finding their open man, and the Warriors are getting more aggressive on the interior. They kind of, at times, I think, abandoned the three-point shot, which is very odd to see. Bogey is very impressive this quarter. He's getting assists now. He's hitting his open shots. He even chased out his old rebound. And right when I tap that, I get my little, uh, I, I, I jinx it, and he misses two th- wide-open threes in a row. Uh, he misses it. They get the offensive rebound, pass it right back to him because he's open. He missed it. But it, it doesn't matter. We ended up, I believe, getting a three from somebody else anyways, that possession. Halfway through the third quarter, the Jazz are up still 30, 91-61. And now the defensive sides are a bit slacking. I like to see the Jazz stay a little bit more aggressive until the fourth quarter on games like this. Just don't give them a chance to come back and get hot on offense. Um, keep it up by 30 until going to the fourth because it'll be extremely difficult for them to, to come back into this game. Jazz just keeping their patience on the offensive end, though, and they're ensuring that they're getting their open shots. They're not taking the bait of we're up by a billion, so whatever throw up a shot and let's try to get Rudy to shoot a three they're they're not they're not you know falling into those traps not much to report this quarter really the Jazz are just uh definitely playing their brand of basketball at both ends um and because of it they continued to build their lead um I really thought that this game wasn't going to be close uh, and I even told my buddy that right when we were starting I'm like eh, I don't I don't know if this game's going to be that close I think it's going to be a little bit more of a blowout because he was surprised it was getting that way um mainly because of our perimeter defense uh, being so much better than what it has in the past I'd say like last year it'd be a a, a very close game cuz we were very off on that perimeter defense but this this year it's very hard for teams to shoot a lot of threes on us if you've noticed so far um after three quarters though the jazz are up 108 to 72 uh we still score over 30 points 31 points to their 25 so we're playing our basketball this game definitely the every single quarter except for the first we're kind of lax on defense towards the end fourth quarter really nothing in the port they build up their lead a little bit to get the have the bench come in at the 9:30 mark. The Jazz are up by 40, 115 to 75. Um, I even told my buddy, "Hey, I can stop watching the game now because I don't really pay attention to the bench players until I. I mean, we were still watching the game, and I, I you know, hey, we're playing really sloppy. We're not playing that well." 
And then the Warriors make it look like it was more of a game than it really was. They they make the bench players get a negative 21 plus minus. <laughs> they came back to 19 points. And the, the key of it was turnovers. Uh, There's a lot of turnovers. Four from Niang. I don't think it was all in. Uh, yeah, it was all in the... Uh, all in the fourth quarter, so maybe this fourth, third string needs to get together and play a lot because if they play like that, you know, let the Warriors who who knows who's play, who's on their third string. I mean, I don't even know who's their bench, and their third string comes out and they're just handing it to them. They just really need to wake up, especially you know. I, I kind of said, well, watch out for Shaq Harrison. He likes to hog the ball a lot. And have those turnovers, but he actually wasn't too bad. He he was a little bit more controlled this game. He only had one of the turnovers, but again, Niang had four turnovers. He he airballed like a six foot shot. It seemed like he was you know he was excited to be out there with the third stringers and try to be a little more aggressive at times, and it didn't work at all. So, anyways, uh, so I was very disappointed to see the Warriors come back. Uh, more angry about getting over that 100-point mark, especially that they fought so hard to keep under that 75-point mark going into this fourth quarter that I like to see. Um, so that will go into our stats for us. So field goals, uh, to to my standards, I like to see the Jazz about 50%, and they, they're at 48%, so a little bit lower, I think, mainly because of the the bench unit, you had Oni 0 for 3, Shaq Harrison 1 for 2, um, Azubuki was 1 for 2, Morgan was 1 for 2, and Niang, I think it was like 0 for 3. I think he was 3 for like 5 coming in to the bench unit time, but I'm not too sure. Um, I know he was 1 for 1, so he missed the 3. So... A lot of that percentage cut it might have been dipped down, but also the Jazz just had such a hard, hot start to the game. I don't think I really paid attention to poor shootings at times. Um, third three point was exactly at the mark we wanted at forty percent. We <laughs> killed it on reboundings. Uh, we had sixty nine rebounds to their forty one. We had twenty assists to forty five field goals, and <clears throat> we like to see that at sixty two percent. But I kind of have a caveat to that now that I kind of like looked at the bench unit as well. The bench unit were sharing the ball very well. I thought it was more stagnant than it was from the the, the glimpses that I saw. Uh, but they were around that 60% mark as well. Um, so it comes to you, when you are distributing that ball and you're finding that open man, it's all up to that open man. He's got to hit those shots. And if that open man knows that he's off this game and he might not hit it, he's got to kick it out one more time and and definitely get that next open man. Um, and then the last one is 16 turnovers. As you know, I'd like to see it under 12. But <laughs> the bench unit had nine turnovers total. So um, they go into the fourth quarter up by almost 40 with seven turnovers. So that is very, very, very good to see. Um, just too bad that the bench unit had to ruin their overall stats for them at, at the end. So let's go into our notes of the game. Uh, our F note is the worst player of the game. And ABC notes are our three best players with the A note being the best player. 
F note of the game goes to a string of people, the third stringers, in fact, <laughs> making a 40-point win looking like a 19-point win. Like the Warriors had a chance this game. No, they didn't. Thanks to you, you had nine turnovers, four from Niang. You didn't shoot that well. You definitely didn't defend that well, aside from Azubuki. Um, yeah, so F note, whatever. Uh, C note of the game was Mike Conley, 17 points, one rebound, one assist. Surprisingly, I was surprised when I saw that stat. Um, three steals and plus a minus of positive 40. Like, every single time the Jazz went up a point, he must have been on the floor. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Bino of the game is Rudy Gobert, 11 points, 14 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 block. I swear he had like 2 or 3 more blocks than that. Plus and minus, plus 38. And the A note of the game, again, goes to Donovan Mitchell, 23 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, plus or minus plus 28 so any of you who heard my little rant the other day about hey we don't need mitchell to score and then i was like we don't usually have him scoring the top and then i look in there it's like well during this winning streak he's our number one scorer and and then case in point today uh, i think in my head mentality wise i was talking about the a note of the game where our best overall player wasn't mitchell and it hasn't been mitchell uh this is he's been our a note half the time four out of the eight times so i think that's what was going to my head and then scoring kind of caught, caught up and i mixed the two so i'll correct that i'm a little bit less heated now about the whole comments i actually uh, it's hard because i these guys need the recognition because they do they're they're playing their basketball they're playing very good team basketball and they don't get recognition. I mean, last year when we got Conley and Bogdanovich, uh, they were projecting the Jazz to be number one in the, the Western Conference, and I think that put a lot of pressure on them. I can't say for sure if it did, but it did. It, it, I mean, it would c cause a lot of pressure to, hey, this team's coming in, you have this expectation, and you didn't gel that well at first. Conley didn't, uh, wasn't his offensive self that he was uh, in Memphis. So I could see how being the underdogs and at the same time not having the national media paying attention to you all the time i get it that's just one more monkey off your back you can put your head down so you can play your basketball you can not have to talk to Shaq on tnt every single night and and just play your game and play your game and and they are and I'm very happy. I mean, if you go listen to that Knicks game where I just rant and raved and cried about how they shouldn't be losing to a team like this and said this is the things that you need to do. They've been doing it every single one. They've stopped being stagnant on offense. They stopped trying to do ISO plays on zones. That was stupid. Um, Donovan Mitchell has started taking control of the game early instead of in the third or fourth quarter like what he was doing in his rookie year because that was great advice he got. It was great advice. Hey, See what they're doing to defend you. Go in the third quarter. We'll talk about it. We'll assess it and say, hey, this is where we go. That was 162, or actually now it's three years now. Dang, man. So <laughs> that, that was over 200 games ago. You're at that point now that you see how they're defending you, and you should be able to go in there and attack. And he's been doing it. And very, very good. The de defense has very has kept the, the gas pedal on defense as well. So that is... Another improvement. So the ball handling, the defensive intensity, Mitchell 
being a little bit more aggressive on the offensive end at the beginning of the game. Uh, Clarkson continuing to do his thing because, of course, there's still good things that we could talk about. Conley still still being the rock that he's been. Bogdanovich is still, uh, I mean, this was like his bad shooting night, I think the first time in four nights. And uh, but anyways, he's still he's found his stride kind of. Um, I wouldn't say a hundred percent, but I mean that was some of the t- key takeaways. And I mean, you look at these, these games against the Timberwolves and against the Suns. Um, that not, that Nets game, there's no way we would have won that game with that start with Kyrie Irving. But with the Knicks game, if they played like this, we probably only have one game. But again. We didn't play like that, so we're we're a four-loss team, and that's why I was so angry. Is because we have that knowledge of what we have to do as a team to go win these basketball games early, so we don't have to worry about it down the stretch fighting for that last seed or fighting fighting for home court advantage, because that's that's the big thing. Because we haven't had home court advantage for years now, and I I just like to see that again, you know. Uh, mainly so that's you know the Jazz don't have to go in there and win game one so they technically get home court advantage which they don't because they had to go into an opponent's arena and and win a basketball game right away um but yeah so after we won the game the Jazz or the Lakers game didn't end yet and it was pretty much like the same story because when I when I looked uh the Jazz were up by 30 in the halftime I went to the Lakers game the Lakers were up by 30 at halftime and I was like, man, that stinks. I was hoping they lose so we can claim that number one spot. But we were number one for probably like two minutes, right? So <laughs> the Jazz win against the Warriors. Final score, 127 to 108. Um, again, a 21-point point swing. The, the bench only scored 12 minutes and nine nine and a half minutes. That's that's terrible. Especially for you know a bench unit that's trying to turn heads. To say, hey, coach, play me more. But Oni, if he's to shoot zero for three, you ain't going to play more. Uh, so let's go into the rest of the league. 76ers beat the Pistons 114 to 110. The Nets defeat the Heat 128 to 124. And I mean, all these Heat or all these Nets games, um, they are close when they win. They have yet to pull away uh, with the big three. In town, not, not I know Kyrie didn't really play the first few games, but I mean they lose to the Cavaliers t- by 12 points in both games. I mean, except for the two overtime, that's technically zero. Um, but other than that, they win by four. They win by two against the Bucks. They win by seven against the Magic. And I mean, it's going to take them some time to gel, and hopefully, it doesn't take too long for for their namesake. But I really don't care because that's every, what everyone's talking about right now. And I'll get the, to that in a second. Um, Timberwolves beat the Pelicans. <laughs> what is going on with the Pelicans? I'm just mad now because I put them in my my uh, ratings. <laughs> I think I put them as like the 7 or 8. I have to go back in there. And it's just really making me mad because that's like one. That was like my dark horse and they're not playing well at all. The Lakers beat the Bulls 101-90 to to keep their number one rating. Uh, the Rockets handily defeat the, Ma- the Mavericks, who we're going to be doing a back-to-back soon. Shout out to Jordan again for telling me that, because I don't really look ahead into games much. And the Nuggets complete their sweep to the the Suns, one twenty to one twelve. 
So, I mean, that's kind of good news for us for the Suns to lose um, because, you know, they, they're up there in the standings, but I was hoping Denver lose that game so we can keep our foot on the Northwest Division's necks. Is it still called the Northwest Division? I think I keep on calling that, and it's not. Yeah, it's Northwest Division. Okay. <laughs> Hope that didn't change anybody's minds that I don't know what I'm talking about. I forget sometimes, all right? So, driving home from being at my buddy's house, I, I'm, I'm playing sports radio. And I even told my buddy this before he left. I was like, watch, the news is going to be about Curry passing Reggie Miller and that's it. And, and and shocker, listen to ESPN radio on the way home, Sports Center all night or whatever the hell they call it, and driving down and they're talking about all these games and then they get to the Jazz games and they're like, big, big key of the game was Curry passes Reggie Miller and they go off this like segment talking about how Curry, which is a great accomplishment, but he's still number two. It'd be a different thing if he passed Ray Allen and was number one. I get it, but they talked about it. They're like, but that's the only thing what happened. They lost to the Jazz, you know, and then they said the final score. And I was like, yep, that's pretty much how the national media treats the Jazz. And that's our frustration. It's not, you know, you can criticize the players all the time, but the only time we hear national media is either we're not good enough or it's the other team they're talking about, even if we won. I, I think that's what a lot of Jazz Nation are getting upset about is you're starting to bash a team that you really don't watch because TNT was probably the first night a lot of people saw the Jazz for the first time and they play against this Pelicans team that can't even beat the Timberwolves. <laughs> I mean, we lost to the Timberwolves too, So, but again... That's that's the thing is it's not an impressive win if you're being a team that nobody's really that saw that that they've seen so much this year lose. So it's I, I can see how they're not very impressed and the and to put the knife in further to the wound, uh the Jazz beat the Pelicans two days before that handedly and they're like, Oh yeah, so the Jazz handled them. So it's like already a well, the Pelicans don't have a chance because they have been poor. They are number 14 right now in the Western Conference Finals standings. So let's go into the rankings. What the rankings change? Indiana is, have, has moved up to the number two spot, surprisingly, uh, with Milwaukee three, Boston four. Brooklyn moves up to the five slot, uh, overcoming the Cleveland Cavaliers, who beat them two times in a row. Then Atlanta and New York, with Philadelphia being the number one seed. Um, I don't have much to comment. I'm going to probably start talking to some people that I know on Instagram that like Philadelphia, that like Boston. And just I know the big key way takeaways from Philadelphia, if you haven't been watching, is Doc Rivers really implementing Joel Embiid as the star of that team instead of this duo between Simmons and Embiid. And I think that's really helping because I think if you plant these seeds that, hey, you two are the stars, like the overall stars, and you, it gets the, the head ego a little bit too big. No, you're our offensive scorer, Embiid, and Simmons, you're our distributor. And I think that's what Rivers did. It helped the chemistry a lot. 
I'm sure this Harden trade thing didn't help either because apparently the rumors came out that Ben Simmons was told uh, to have to expect a trade any moment. So that that might not feel good. But anyways, let's go into the Western Conference. Los Angeles Lakers, no surprise, 13-4. Uh, still number one. Even if we pass them in ranking until we beat them, I'll still rank them, as, rank them in the power rankings as number one unless something tragic happens like uh, an injury to LeBron or AD, which I don't want to see at all. I want to beat a team at their best. I don't want to have any excuses of, oh, you only won the championship because someone's tore their ACL. That's terrible. Um, so the, but bar that, uh, until we beat them, uh, I, I don't, I don't ever see us outranking them, uh, until that happens. Um, so we're number two, number two, no, number three, <laughs> we're tied with the Clippers. So we're both at number two. I'll give you that. And then, I mean, still pulling away from the pack, three games ahead, uh, the Clippers and LA, the Clippers are LA and Utah are uh, three games ahead of the next team. Portland, then Denver's jumping up to five, uh, especially with their back-to-back wins to Phoenix, causing Memphis to go up to six. That's a surprise. Uh, Phoenix is seven and Dallas to eight. So when's our next game? Our next game, I know for a fact, is Monday, and we will be. Oh, I lied to you. I thought it was Monday. I'm such a liar. Tuesday against the Knicks, and then I think that's when we get to that back-to-back game with the Mavericks. Yep, Friday and Saturday. Oh man, lying again. And Sunday. No. He lied to me. It's not a back-to-back with the Mavericks. We play the Mavericks and we go to Denver. And then we come back here and play the Pistons. So you lied to me. I was looking forward to it, especially with Mavericks not playing so well. So anyways, thanks for listening to my podcast. Hopefully it wasn't so hideous as last podcast was and as always go jazz